We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Go ahead and check us out each and every time out right there at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We'll be covering the NFL playoffs, so go ahead and give us a shot right there for you at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. The guys from Lakerholics.com, you know they're happy. You know they're excited about the Lakers pulling it out. Go ahead and make sure you catch what they're doing each and every day at Lakerholics.com. Sunday says an ugly wind. We'll take it. Absolutely correct. We will take it indeed. It is, of course, the Lakers fast break. Go ahead and make sure you like and subscribe or on Facebook, follow. Truly appreciate all the follows there that you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break podcast. Plus, give a big shout out to our good friends, Empire Jeff TV. Larry Lakers dribbling chit chat, of course, also as well, Lakers corner, and of course, Daniel Berry sports highlights and John McCallion. Give those guys a big shout out and make sure you check out what they're doing as well. Two in a row, John, absolutely indeed. Well, the Lakers came into tonight, 18 and 19, looking forward to getting hopefully on a run here with several home games still to play for this month of January and the Lakers heading off against the resurgent Toronto Raptors coming off a big win of their own and also coming off of a good trade for them with the new backcourt three and one since they made that trade. How would it be with the Lakers and the Raptors tonight? Well, despite the 15 minute long reviews at the end of the game that really broke the momentum, the Lakers did pull out a high scoring fourth quarter and basically a high scoring second half because they got the ball to where they needed to get the ball and that was to anthony davis and lebron james lebron james with 22 and 12 assists but it was anthony davis who they got to early and they got too late with 41 points 11 rebounds six assists looking forward to hearing what the guys say and the lakers eke out a 132 to 131 victory Lakers are now 19 and 19 on the season. Hopefully we'll get the updated standings here in just a sec. Let's see if they moved up in the standings. They are still in 10th place in the Western Conference. They are now a half game behind Houston and Phoenix in the Western Conference standings. And here today to discuss today's game, he gutted it out with us on playback through our simulcast. It is, of course, the man behind Simblades. Simblades with the Y.com. And of course, also as well, Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, glad to have you here. You were super pissed at all the replays at the end. Totally threw off the momentum. But still, despite the fact it seemed like at times it was eight on five, the Lakers still got the job done. No, it was eight on five according to the lame-ass Toronto Raptors circus clown announcers because that's what we do. When things don't go our way, we blame somebody else for it, right? So the hell with them and the hell with their problems. I don't really care. Uh, You know, I I hate to put a damper on this because I just absolutely loved everything about this game in terms of basketball. But Jesus Christ, the NBA product is absolute sewage trash. 15 minutes. You ruined the game. 
You ruined it. It was playing so well, and you ruined it with all these stupid 15-minute reviews. We saw the play. It took like five seconds. What are these guys doing? I don't understand what they're doing. The product is crap. It needs to stop. These flagrant fouls, when the guy's trying to move left or right, it's stupid. It's stupid. Even if it goes our way, it's still stupid. It's just too much. It's too much. Adam Silver creates this tournament so people can give two craps about the NBA in in December because he's worried about the NFL, right? The average freaking game is 2 million watching, 2 million uh, rating. Okay, you think people really care about a tournament in December? Do you really care? You know what they care about? How about a game that doesn't take almost three hours? How about a game that isn't a foul call every other play? And how about this? How about a replay that goes 10 seconds? Do that. Do that for us. And then maybe maybe you might get some people back. If it wasn't for this show, if it wasn't for this show, I seriously would stop watching this product. It is trash. Adam Silver, get off your ass. Instead of sitting there with Draymond Green trying to convince that jackass to stay in the league. He was ready to go, apparently, and you talked him into it. Why? Let him go. He's what's wrong. That's my that, – that, I, I just I – don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. I, I, AD had an epic game tonight. I was loving every second he was playing. A lot of these guys were doing really, really well, really, really well. I just – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the hell – is going on tonight, but I'm just not feeling it tonight. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 132 to 131. Also here today, good man indeed. He is the flowery guy right above his head right there for you. It is the guy right there behind Lakers corner and clutch talk. It is John Costa. John, great to have you here, my friend. I know you said, I may not be here. I may not be there. I am just glad anytime you can stop on by. The Lakers eke out a victory despite the fact that they gave up those three-pointers at the end, despite the fact that they had to review everything. Man, if a, just a fly went on somebody's popcorn in the first row, I thought they were going to review that too. My God, are they going to re-review Will Farrell's face every single time as well? Just really just, I agree with Joe, just the whole flow of the game just came to a crashing halt and stop, make quick decisions, refs, and then move on from there. But the Lakers, they did finally realize in the second half that AD, once again, existed on this planet because he had only had, for a while there, for a long stretch heading into the fourth quarter, only two points in the second half. Once they realized he was still back on the team, they realized they utilized him. They utilized him properly. They took advantage of the fact that the Toronto Raptors don't have a center right now. And finally, they got the job done barely over the Toronto Raptors this evening. Yes, yes. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, another Lakers win. I'm happy about it. Second in a row. Um, I don't consider it a win streak until you get to at least like four. But at least we are well well on our way. Uh, Joe, man, I'm right there with you with all these uh, stoppage of, uh, of games. I, I actually talk about this all the time like when I'm talking about with my friends or whatnot. I say that like, I'm not going to lie, like, if you have NBA League Pass, it's better sometimes to watch games, like, behind, like, games that already happened, just so you can skip this. Like, uh, you know, I like watching live games, especially for the Lakers or whatnot, because I'm a Lakers fan. But if I watch, like, any other team in the league, I usually just, you know, will watch on 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 replay, and then I'll just be able to skip all through throughout these challenges and through all the, 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 these week breaks that just, 
kill the product of the NBA. So I'm right there with you guys. But let's talk about the game. And, and, and as far as the game, um, not going to lie on, this was just one of the, the I'm not going to say the happiest because, you know, like the in-season tournament and the way we were playing before then you know, had me a little bit more ecstatic about this team. But this was one of the games where I watched where I wasn't just pissed off and frustrated with several Lakers players this game. I mean, we had such a good scoring uh, scoring outage from the other guys. I feel like that's something that we really struggled well, with. The right? second half is really when they got it done offensively. Exactly, exactly. The second half is, is, is when they're able to put it together. And I mean, it, even if you if you look at you know the final box score, every single starter scored in double digits. Our bench, Dilo came off the bench had eleven. Christian Wood, coincidentally, <laughs> Darvin Ham didn't pull him. Darvin Ham gave him more than fifteen so ish minutes. He gave us a good performance at fourteen points. Ended up uh, ended up with um, four, and yeah, ended up with four rebounds as well too. So. That was big, uh, but honestly, one thing that I do want to talk about, and I feel like we've been so, so you know, so quick to harp on Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt's lack of offense, right? But I just want to give a little bit of credit to Cam Reddish. I'm not gonna lie; I just want to give him a little bit of credit, and I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. But this game, he did hit four threes. The game prior to then, he did hit, I believe, like two. The game prior to then, he did hit two as well. So you know what? Like, I could tell he's been in the gym. I can tell he's been getting in that shooting machine that the, that the Lakers absolutely have, and uh, he's been improving on that on that jumper. Now, um, I don't I don't expect him to keep going four for six every game, but if he can give a two two three pointers a game, maybe even three, I I I I'll love it. I just wanted to give credit where credit is due because I know I've been so quick on harping on him for having no offensive inabilities, uh, but hey, we ended up getting a win. A win is a win, and um, pretty dominant performance from the other guys. And mind you, AD's 40, 41 point game. So absolutely, that will get it done. But I will be back to you when I when I come back about your favorite player and why he only got seventeen minutes here in a sec. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win one thirty two to one thirty one. Joe, uh, I know that Z and Tom are probably happy that the Lakers shot and made more threes tonight. 44% shooting, I believe, on 36 attempts. I don't know if it's something we really want to get used to because this team has not been able to consistently game over game provide you that kind of outside shooting. But when you have it, Joe, it is really nice and it helps accentuate, you know, accentuates what's good about the Lakers, but it does seem to that it comes it covers up some deficiencies at various points in time when we just go three happy. The most impressive offensive play tonight was getting the ball to AD at the basket. Mm-hmm. They did it over and over and over again. Instead of giving them the ball at the elbow or at the 22-foot line on one side or the other, they were able to get him the ball where he should have gotten the ball always in his career, then this is the product you get. Props to AD. This was they found him early and they found him They found him early, they found him close, and they found him all game. He was phenomenal tonight. We do not win if for a second he stops doing what amazing stuff he was doing tonight. And more props even, uh, or even more props, he hit his free throws like a like a champ yes. as well. Um, Remember when he had that issue last year? Well, it seems like it comes in phases. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like a relief pitcher. Sometimes he, he can mow you down for 
40 straight games and all of a sudden he'll be off for, you know, 20 or whatever. But the important thing here is I'm not going to sit here and nitpick things that are just normal things. Like they're going to hit threes one game all day, and then they're not going to hit threes all game every day. However, this particular play, getting the ball to AD at the basket, that should be a staple. And another thing, for the love of mother effing whoever your God is, can you figure out a way, please figure out a way how to guard a team when there's like 15 seconds left and you have a four-point lead? Can you do something? Do you practice? Do you sit on your ass all day? What do you do all day? You don't practice apparently. So do you do some dry runs? Do you do some one-on-ones, two-on-twos? What do you do? All day. You don't know that you're deficient in certain areas. I'm an idiot uh, at a, in some area in California who doesn't do your job, yet I can see it. How come you don't see it? How come no one else sees it? So that these games can end. So we don't have to worry about these a-holes hitting threes from half court making them every other play. These are the things that kind of set me off, and they just kept adding tonight and adding and adding. And I these goddamn refs, and I'm starting to hate Adam Silver, which I never thought I was going to, I should say hate. I'm really disliking the way he's running this league. He's really, really disintegrated the last, really since 2020. He was a stud before then. Now it's like, I don't I don't know what's going on here. You want more people to watch this game? Stop stopping the game. If people are going to complain because you missed a call, Tell them to F off. It's still a game at the end of the day. You can't stop time and change stuff. It's easy for us and the media to look at a play and go, oh, they made a mistake. You know why? Because we watch it 80 times on 15 different angles. The refs don't see it at that angle. They see it once, and sometimes they don't see it. Does that make sense? At this point, it's like it's over. Like my patience is over. I want to watch a good product. I have to do a show. We have to do a show. I don't want to watch college football in the 90s. Those games used to take four and a half hours because they used to call a timeout after every damn first down. And they have to have the band playing. And they have to have some kind of dance going on. They have to have some BS going on. I don't want that. It's a regular season game in January. Can we get games that can finish in two hours, please? Stop with these stupid reviews. End it. Or have somebody in New York that can make a call quick. you got billions of dollars that you pull out of everyone's ass from all that beer and all that trash you, you throw down, everybody down, down everybody's throat. Don't you think you can go another level and get reviews done quick? You can't do it or you don't want to pay the money for it. So, so for what? Do something. Like seriously, what is this? It's almost, it's almost 1030. This game started at 730. This game should have been done 40 minutes ago. I'm Get done right with my rant for the night. Thank you. <laughs> this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 132 to 131. So, John, something that was up the chatter. Again, we know all about D'Angelo Russell getting moved back to the bench, and I'm putting you off mute now. And we all know he when he was put back to the bench, why? He's just not playing well on offense, uh, not really doing much as far as on the defensive end as well. But today, in limited time, he seemed to outplay Austin Reeves, but yet down the stretch, Austin Reeves did play a little bit better, but my God, throughout the rest of the game, he was a sieve on defense. They were targeting him continuously and he couldn't make them pay on the other end. My question to you is why does Darvin Ham suddenly not want to go ahead and continue playing D'Angelo who's playing a little bit better than what we saw from Austin Reeves tonight. I mean, I just think that, to be honest with you, like between the decision that he went with uh, between D'Lo and Austin Reeves and he going with Austin Reeves, I think he just got that build uh, confidence and trust with Austin Reeves more than he's got with D'Lo. I mean, D'Lo's been on a stretch of uh, not the not the greatest games, and he, he he was putting in a good production tonight, but I think one of the biggest issues is, is, is his defense, right? And Whenever we face teams with elite, elite guards on the other side, and I'm not going to say that, um, I don't want to sit here and tell you that RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly are elite, elite, but tonight they, you know, they were the, they were getting to it. RJ Barrett finished with a 23 point game, shot 76% from the field. Um, Emmanuel Quickly, he ended, ended up fouling out, but ended up with 21 points on 57% from the field. And whenever we had, whenever there's guards like that, he, I mean, even Dennis Schroeder and, they were trying to take it to D'Lo because he just is uh, ultimately a traffic cone out there and he gets exploited on defense. Now, the you know the sad part for us and what what we wish to have is we wish to be able to, all right, D'Lo gets exploited on defense, he'll ride the bench come late games and we'll, we'll be able to bring in a defender. Austin Reeves, our other option, he isn't you know, that great of a defender, but as as far as you know, offense. As far as putting the ball in the in that basket, and essentially that's what this game comes down to. I think Ham just trusted the Austin Reeves a little bit more in the end there. And uh, tonight, it ultimately wasn't Austin Reeves' game. Um, I mean, they both ended up with 11 points. So Austin Reeves did play 31 minutes. Rest deal 16. But again, it's uh, it, it's it's understandably so. And, and and that's why I always harp on the fact of like. Every game, there's always got to be a different starting lineup because we're going to face a different team that plays a whole different different style and brand of basketball uh, throughout the league every night. I'll tell you what, though. Again, D'Angelo just has to, I think, get more a little bit more burn. If you give him 20 to 25, I think that's fair. If you just cut out Austin Reeves, bring them both down into a happy medium to about 24, 22 to 25 minutes a game. I think that's it. you'll be able to, to go ahead and get a better idea of which guy that you want starting going forward. Joe, uh, we saw Austin Reeves tonight struggle really heavily, especially on the defensive end where he was picked apart off, uh, by the offense on Toronto. 
D'Angelo did play effectively in the time that he was in there. Do you think that we should see a switch or go back to the old D'Lo Austin lineup? Or do you think D'Lo should be replacing no, Austin? No, no more, no more, no more of this BS switching here, switching there. Look, you know who they are. You know what they are. Okay. Just adjust to every team at this point. We don't have the luxury of continuity in the starting lineup. If you got to start different guys for different teams, then you got to do that. I'm done having this discussion. We already know who D'Lo is and who Austin is. I'm not going to keep harping on these guys to somehow miraculously turn into, uh, I don't know, Dale Ellis from three or Sidney Moncrief on defense. This is not going to happen. So keep asking the question of, should we do this? Should we? No, no more. Just do your job when you're in there. Do the best you can. Hit the open shot, obviously, because you're in the NBA. You should be able to hit those most of the time. At this point, there's fundamental things that need to stop happening. LeBron, LeBron, stop making stupid passes, especially at the end of games. Please, enough already. You're smart. You're a genius. That's what everybody tells me or what you tell me or whatever. Stop making those stupid passes at the end of games, giving us a heart attack, please. And then at that point... We just have to figure out what 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 is going to tighten up certain plays on defense. How are you going to deal with a pick and roll? How are you going to deal with a three-point heavy team, which is pretty much 99% of the teams out there because no one has any fundamental skills to do jack squat towards the basket unless it's wide open. And the only time, time it's wide open is when everybody gets scared goes one-on-one on the corners, and then it opens up. No one knows how to play any fundamental basketball, which is why I keep saying pound, 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 AD in the in the paint as close to the basket as possible, and things will go well for you. And then Rob Palenka, you see what the deficiencies are. Please go get him something here. Get us something. I know you're not probably going to be able to do it because you don't know what the hell you're doing half the time, but because I don't see you anywhere, but please do something to bring at least one good defender and maybe one more shooter here. If uh, I was going to say, I was saying a big for a while there, but I think it looks like Christian Woods doing a little bit better. And I, I'm hoping he continues to be like this because I think it definitely does help. Um, what? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I agree with you, Christian Wood. And I was going to throw that over to John here, but let me finish up with you, Joe, on this one. Christian Wood, when you see him playing like this, true, he does have his deficiency, but you talked about every player has their deficiencies. But when you can find a rhythm for the guy, and that's something that we haven't seen Christian Wood get into, is a rhythm consistently. These past couple games, we've seen him in a much better rhythm offensively yeah, and playing gonna, well you, enough on defense to get him by. What you want to do here is you want to, so for those of you who don't, most of you are smart out there. You, you get this, but for those few who are, let's say if there's new people listening, it's the coach's job. This is the number one thing for any coach, really. You got to enhance what player you're coaching has. You got to enhance what they're good at. You got to go with what they're good at. So let's say, let's use Christian Wood as an example. Christian Wood is very good at the three-point line when they run a play for him. I mean, he's shot really well, even with some distractions. 
But imagine we saw one play tonight where they actually ran the offense, found them open, boom. That is what Darvin Ham needs to start doing. Same thing with D'Angelo Russell, same thing with Austin Reeves. He needs to start devising plays to get them those shots that they're good at making. Now, here's the issue with your lineups. The problem with these guys is they're not 35, 40-minute players game in and game out. Unfortunately, they're not. It takes a certain breed, like AD and LeBron. Even in, I mean, LeBron's doing it now even, but LeBron in his prime especially. The, the stars play like that and stay, stay competitive and stay good. It's very hard for like a Torian Prince to play 35, 40 minutes. They're not, he's not wired for that. That's why when you look at his statistics, after 28 minutes, his numbers go down. Christian Wood, same situation. I don't know his numbers too well. I've only seen the Torian Prince ones. But there's a reason why a lot of these guys are not going to play 35, 40 minutes because they can't. They're, if you think Austin Reeves in the late in the third quarter after playing, let's say, 30 minutes, you think he's going to be playing better defense in the fourth quarter during close games? Hell no. So it's a lot of working parts. And that's the problem with the team in terms of having to rely on AD and LeBron too much because they don't have like a couple other stars that they can really, really run out there and go, man, these guys will run all day for 35, 40 minutes. So he spreads it out. And then, you know, because they're role players, some will do well here. Some will do well there. Some might have a good first quarter. Some might have a good third quarter. It's just inconsistent because that's what they are. That's why they're role players. So, it's too many working parts, but the, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm still going to rely on if you take care of the basics, like get the ball to LAD close to the basket, LeBron, go to the hole more than you shoot from, from the logo, you're going to have better opportunities at being successful. And then that'll give you hopefully more oomph on the defensive end instead of shooting a three that you probably shouldn't have shot. And then now you're like, oh, and then now you're running back kind of all lazy. They come, go to the hole, uh, throw it out to the three guy, and then boom, he hits a three, and it essentially becomes like a like a six-point turnaround on that one play. It's a lot of details, and that's what the NBA's turned into. Man. And, and it's sad, too, because, it, you know, it's apparently a more efficient game. There's more skill in it. But we're, we're having these morons who think that we need to see every hair on a player's arm to, to decide a, a play so that they don't get mocked by the media who are morons or fans who don't even give a crap about the game. All they care about is going on their little kiss cams and and, and, and looking at themselves with their own phones. Like, what do you care about fans? They're still going to watch, okay? The media is still going to watch your stuff. How about do us a favor? The ones that actually watch and care and pay attention to the sport. How about you do that? How about you do that? How about let us watch a game for a couple hours and then you'll start seeing more people watch the games in December. I don't know why it just clicked on me tonight. Should have said it like a month ago, but now I'll click and hopefully everybody knows now and we'll see. Maybe we can start a grassroots thing. Go talk to Adam Silver while he's not playing about talk. this before. Maybe he can talk. Maybe, maybe he can talk uh, Charles Barkley out of retirement next. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do win 132 to 131. <laughs>
John, uh, getting back to Christian Wood, I think Joe has brought up that subject on more than one occasion, but uh, maybe me. But John, let me ask you this. When it comes to Christian Wood, you saw the performance tonight, 24 minutes, which I think is pretty good for him. It's probably what, what he should be playing, 14 points, uh, two of four from behind the arc, five of 10 overall, four rebounds, one block, solid performance. He didn't get used and abused on defense. He was, he was solid. And that's what you need coming off the bench. That's what you need from him. That's why we went out and we got him and a lot of people were happy. This is the Christian Wood that so many people were looking forward to seeing as someone who can make a real good positive contribution to the team on a regular basis, John. Yeah, I'm 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 happy the world's finally seeing it. Uh been talking about Christian Wood for a long time. And I feel like Darvin Ham, um, I wish he was listening to me a long time ago because th- this was a thing, right? Like he had his he had his inefficiencies, but I feel like he never had the chance to be able to put it together because he never got the opportunity. I felt like he had one of these shortest leashes. He uh, you know, we, we brought him onto the team. We had we had all, all this excitement. Early in the season, uh, some inefficiencies of him show out, show show up, and then all of a sudden he's catching like a couple of DNPs in a row, and and I'm sitting there wondering like, well, you know, we're losing, we're getting popped, and and there's no reason as to why Christian Wood should, should be getting DNPs, and I'm actually and I'm and I'm happy that now he's starting to be able to put it together because him and D'Lo. These are players who they play off uh, like momentum. They like they need to get some games rolling. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not these elite players who just come on the court and just get it done. Like as a matter of fact, like I, I think too, um, PJ Tucker. I was I was listening to this podcast one time, and PJ Tucker was talking about how like people don't really realize how hard it is to be in the NBA game, and you're not getting up a lot of shots. You're not touching the ball very often because you're a role player, and then all of a sudden you get that one shot or that one three, and now you got to knock it down. Like you, you haven't been able to, uh, you, you just been running back and forth all game. To be honest, you haven't even coming from a guy who never takes shots out there on the court. Exactly. Right. I mean, exactly. So, so, but basically what I, what I'm getting to is that like these guys, they have to be, they, they have to be able to, you know, have some games and they have to be able to work through their mistakes uh, so that they can build some momentum so that they can be be able to actually string a couple of good games, a couple of good possessions. But if you have the shortest leash on earth and if your coach won't even let you work through those mistakes, then, you know, you can never get to the other side of that. So uh, I'm happy Christian would have seen more minutes. Uh, Hope that Darvin Ham isn't going to be like, oh, wow, okay, something works. Let me go in the absolute other direction, uh, (laughs) like how he usually does. Uh, And then I'm also hoping that, um, like how we talked about earlier, uh, D'Lo's minutes just do get bumped up a little bit more, but um, I do want to give a quick shout out to Z because I, I seen she's in the chat. She said, you know, talk about uh, just playing the hot hand, right? Just playing the hot hand, playing playing what matters. And if it's D'Lo that night, then give it to D'Lo. If it's Reeves that night, give it to Austin Reeves. But don't just stay married to one player, stay married to one lineup, um, which goes back to the point I've been emphasizing, man, for a couple of streams in a row now, been emphasizing. It just depends on who we're playing and to uh, to figure out our lineup. Because it's just got to be at this point, we got to do whatever it takes to win. And we can't, you know, stay married to one team or one rotation. So that's how I'm feeling about that. 
Well, that's what we talked about before, Christian Wood, where the you know just finding a rhythm. He's a rhythm player. He's a rhythm shooter. He needs touches. He needs a little bit of minutes out there, but it takes him a little bit to warm up. I've seen that. When you get him cold off the bench, he doesn't hit shots. But give him a couple minutes, two, three, four minutes into his run, he really starts to produce for you. But the thing is, uh, in the past, we've seen Ham give him the quick hook mm-hmm. even after he's hit one or two threes in a row and you're just asking yourself why like z says you got to play the hot hand and joe that's something we saw even tonight where d'angelo russell getting a sparse amount of minutes especially in that second half where it really started to turn on as far as the lakers offense is concerned i really thought he was a big key why that the offense really started to kick into another gear in the second half yet Again, it's only 17 minutes, so right back to do a predominant amount of Austin Reeves, which I think tonight kind of hurt the Lakers. Not enough to lose, but still kind of hurt the Lakers not having D'Lo out there a little bit more. Well, it's probably because D'Lo was clapping back a lot tonight, more than I've ever seen him. Yeah, and, him and, and Christian Wood. Apparently, apparently Darvin Ham doesn't like people playing with emotion. However, it was worse not going to AD in the second and third quarter. Because he would have had had 50 tonight and probably thing would have been closed up much earlier. So uh, fundamentally, it's it's just it's upsetting, you know, because it was a what these games that the Lakers play, if you're not a Laker fan, they're great, they're great games. They're great games. If you're an NBA fan like we are, this is a great game. But when you're the fan of the team and you're like, you, see, you watch these games day in and day out. And you keep seeing the same stupid mistakes over and over and over again. And it wasn't due to some adjustment by the other team. It becomes nauseating. It becomes tiring. And we're hard on Darvin Ham because he is not coaching the New Orleans Pelicans or the Orlando Magic, despite if those guys are playing well or not. There's no pressure in New Orleans. There's no pressure in Orlando. No one gives a damn about basketball in Charlotte for the second time. This is the L.A. Lakers, okay? It's bigger than any team, any basketball team on the planet. Not the Knicks, not the Celtics, not Barcelona, FC, or whatever the hell they call themselves over there. No one. So you have to – you take the job. You wrote it. Yeah, you signed your, 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 your contract. You you knew what you were getting into. Can you teach these guys on how to guard people in ending the game? Can you make sure they learn how to inbound the damn ball correctly? Please. You know, instead we get, well, I got to move D'Lo out of the lineup because he's um, too emotional. Really? And you get away from the one guy that was just, I mean, he was marinating everyone out there. AD didn't make any mistakes tonight. He was phenomenal. He looked like a back-to-back MVP. Are we the only ones that noticed this? I know I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I was checking Lakers ball. Everyone sees it there. I'm sure Gerald does. I'm sure John does. I'm sure Sean does now, even though he's sleeping because he's a genius. So now what? What? 
What what what's going on with that? I want to know when these little things can fix because it does matter. These are the things that matter because these are the things that get you swept in the Western Conference Finals against a good team. It's the little details. You don't believe me? I want you guys to go look at the 2009 Western Conference Finals games and watch what Trevor Ariza does twice to the Denver Nuggets. In case you can't wait, in case you're broke and can't go get the game film, Trevor Ariza stole the ball to end the game in two of those games because Denver didn't do the small things. And that was a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous Denver team. It needed God mode Kobe, even George Carl, as much as it want, he wanted to put a freaking knife to his throat, his own throat for saying that. But he said that wasn't Kobe, that was God playing. Wasn't God mode, Denver would have probably won the title in 09. But even then, as good as they were, as good as they were, the basics took them out. I mean, they might have missed a shot if they got the ball in. But maybe they might have made it, but they never got a chance to know because they didn't do the basics. They got to learn to do the little things here, man, so that these games can stop going this way so we don't have to rely on three doofuses to go on a monitor, play with their ass so that we can figure out that what we've already figured out two minutes ago. You cannot rely on anyone in your life. In this game, in life, it doesn't matter what it is. Cannot rely on these people. They will jack you up. So now, figure this out. Are we going to talk about it every game? Probably. I'll be talking about it because I we said we're going to show you and explain what we see. And we keep seeing stupid decisions, even during these wins. Let me ask you this, though. When it comes right down to – I know – Joe, that you don't care about the Raptors. I understand that. But I'm watching on Twitter, and I'm watching David Benman's feed on Twitter, and he showed a press conference about how pissed off Darko, the coach for the Toronto Raptors, is after a 23-2 free throw advantage in the fourth quarter. He is livid. He is showing passion. I do not see Darvin Ham. I don't remember. John, you may correct me. Joe, correct me. When was the last time you saw Darvin Ham pissed off at as far as what happened in the fourth quarter? I can't, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter. But this all, coach, though, is showing passion. It doesn't passion matter because they don't do it where it counts. Okay? They don't do it where it counts. Yapping to a bunch of morons with microphones ain't doing Jack Diddley for you. You want to complain about this product? Go talk to your representatives. I know the coaches don't have a union, right? So they can't do jack squat anyways, coaches right? Coaches have a they, union. What do they do? Do they? I didn't know they did. Yeah, they do. Well, go talk to your union rep. Go get together and go figure out how to stop this stupid ref problem then. What is that going to do in the media? You're going to get fined. Money's going to go to charity. Then that's it. Then you go on with your life. But it's not. The product is trash. Okay, the product is trash. Look what happened in the Indiana-Boston game. They, they, didn't, they, they can't even get the right call when it's wrong. What did they have? If, if it's not going to work, then why are you doing it? 
Why are you doing it? They're looking at it, and they're still getting it wrong. So go get your union people before you sign your CBAs after an hour getting it because no one reads it. No one reads it. They just, oh, yeah, I just want my money. Everybody wants their money when it's contract time to sign. But when stuff like this happens, oh, I'm going to complain now. It's too late, you morons. It's too late. You could have figured this out before, but you don't because you want your money. So eat it. We've been eating it for a year now. We've been eating it for a year from these refs. We get a couple of calls our way. All of a sudden now, oh, my God, it's a conspiracy to get the Lakers somewhere. Suck on it. I don't give a crap anymore. I'm done. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers winning 132 to 131. It is Joe Sorrell from Simblade, Simblades with a Y.com, a LakersBall.com. It is Gerald Glassford, also as well, John Costa from Clutch Talk and the Lakers Corner. And John, let me ask you this. According to what I'm seeing on our chat, I haven't seen an update on, tw- on Twitter, but I'm, I'm going to take it for, for its case. D'Angelo, for the second time in a row, has declined to speak to the media. What does that tell you as I unmute you now? What does that tell you about the current situation and divide that's possible, possibly out there between D'Angelo and the coaching staff of the Los Angeles Lakers? Let's just say Darvin Ham. Why not? Let's just say Man. <laughs> The if divide. this is true, which, you know, obviously, you know, I don't think they would have put it up if it wasn't true in this case. So, yeah, I, I have a thing. Yeah. The divide on this team is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And, and and it's all it's all starting with Durbanham, right? And and it's, it starts at the top. And this this leash that I've talked about many times with Durbanham, where he gives certain players long leashes and other players shorter leashes, that's literally starting to. Okay, Yovan Buha just put it out there. Okay, got it. What was that? Jovan Buha was the one who reported that D'Angelo declined to speak to the media. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, um, this, yeah, this all stems from the top, right? This all stems from Darvin Ham, in my opinion. And, and I, I've, I've said this take a couple of times, and I'll gladly repeat it. I think that he, he's, he, Darvin Ham's causing inner team turmoil. You know, I, we talked about certain players having longer leashes, other players having shorter leashes. And the ones that do have shorter leashes, they just, at this point are baffled and don't really understand as to why they have that sort of leashes. And then maybe, you know, he doesn't want to act up, act wild. I mean, also D'Lo needs to realize like, you know, D'Lo, like you're not that big of a star, like <laughs> chill out. But neither way, um, I think that, you know, this starts at the top. This starts with Darvin Ham. Uh, he's lost the locker room. He's absolutely lost the locker room. I, I've seen, I've heard reports about players as important as, as, as important as Austin Reeves. Uh, talking about confused with minutes, Christian Wood. Um, so it, 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 it's tough. You know, it's tough when you're playing on a team and you don't even necessarily know what your role is coming into coming into this uh, to each game on a night-to-night basis. Because the good teams, the championship teams, they know their roles. 
They know the pecking order. They know who to go to in 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 clutch moments. They know who to go to in in you know defensive moments. Or they know players coming into each game. They know their role. They know what they need to specialize in. You know, so I think that, and I think that that you know that falls on a coach to you know identify roles, be able to let know let certain players know, hey. Tonight you're focusing. I mean, I, I the role I want you to focus on this team is this. So on the on you know any off time you get, be working on this, right? Like for for, for example, if I Duncan Robinson, he he has one designated role on a Miami Heat, and that is to, when he's coming off them DHLs, when he's coming off them screens, he's gonna launch that thing. He's gonna shoot that thing. I'm sure he's in the gym working on some ball handling, but he's not in the gym doing the same drills Kyrie Irving is because he's really not going to dribble the ball as much as Kyrie Irving. He's not going to get the opportunity to do that. But on this Lakers team, you know, players don't even know that the role they're going to play on a night-to-night basis. They don't know the role that they're going to play on this team, and that's just causing for inner team turmoil. And honestly, <laughs> you can only blame Darvin Ham at this point um, as, as, as far as that. Um, but as far as as far as this game though, real quick, I do want to give Darvin Ham. I, I don't know if Darvin Ham or the Lakers team as a whole, but at least the Lakers were able to break that zone, that uh, the infamous zone that they struggled with past couple of uh, games. Uh, every time the Raptors are throwing at us, you saw AD would flash high middle, and boom, they get the ball in the, in, into that middle ground, and they were breaking the zone. And I, I'm I'm glad that Darvin Ham at least showed them guys how to do that because. Come, uh, come playoffs, and, and I'm glad that they showed us that because they just showed us that they can break a zone. They have the ability to do it. So if come playoffs, if we get froze up by a zone, there's going to be absolutely no excuse. Um, but uh, we got we, at least we ended up getting it done tonight, though. Yeah, but, just yeah. barely, but we got just, it done. Yeah, just barely, exactly. So, so Joe, when you hear that D'Lo is not speaking to reporters again, obviously he's not happy with his situation. And, you know, whether you think he's a starting level point guard or not, uh, at this point, he did play better than Austin Reeves for the majority of the game and should have gotten more minutes. Your thoughts on what the kind of reflection that is on Darvin Ham and his coaching right now, not being able to get his players to fully buy in into what they're doing right now. What are they buying into? Uh, obviously nothing right now. What, the, what, what exactly is their philosophy on that team? Seems to be very confusing at why, this point. Why did we have to wait, what is it now, 38 games in to get the ball to AD two feet from the basket over and over again? And even then, you didn't really go to him there in the parts of the second and third quarter. We want to dissect this, right? We want to be perfect? No, I know we're never going to be perfect. I know the Lakers are never going to be perfect. But this is supposed to be basic stuff. Are they keeping him? I mean, I'm watching the defense. All the teams like the Raptors do is shoot threes. That's all they care about. Exploit it. Play basketball like you did in 2020. You busted every team that was like that. I thought that that whole era was going to die because of that. Because all you had is LeBron getting to the hole, AD getting the ball close to the basket. You had no shot. You had no shot at beating that team. They ran through the West. And the West was tough. So it's, you know, D'Lo not talking to the media. I mean, I don't even know why this is even an announcement. Who gives a shh about the media in January for an interview? What are they going to ask him? How do you feel about what happened? 
you know, absolutely worthless trash, sideline reporting garbage. Coach, what are you going to do in the second half? You're down 35 points. Um, I don't know. Kill myself? I mean, I had to listen to the regurgitated trash from another sideline reporter during the national championship game. No one believed you could do this. Another one of those items that no one believed. No one believed. Everybody doesn't believe in anybody at this point when they win. No one believed you. You got five-star recruits getting scholarships to big schools, and no one believed in them. No one believed in them. I was making a joke about Lamar Jackson. And everybody's like, ah, nobody believed in Lamar Jackson. I'm like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is the Heisman Trophy Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. Guy played at Louisville, right? Yeah. First round draft pick, right? Yeah. MVP of that league already. Probably going to win a second, right? Yeah. What do you mean no one believes in him? He's going to be a two-time MVP. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a first round pick. What, what don't we believe in? It's fluff. It's empty trash. It's garbage. Almost all the stuff is garbage. I wish they would all tell the media, go eat it. Then maybe that'll wake Adam Silver up. Hey, dude, you know what? Go fix that monitor so that those guys can have a brain. It seems like whatever happens turns into a poltergeist. Their brain, their thought process goes into that damn TV and, and I don't know what the hell gets it in there. You know, like, fix that. And then I'll talk to the media. How about that? Does that, does that work for everybody? Works for me. Works for me, too. Common yeah. sense. Common sense. What's missing? Common sense. I mean, how many times you're talking about, well, money's the most important thing. Well, don't you think that's going to help you make more money? I mean, it worked in the Major League Baseball, didn't it, a little bit? It's worked for our expo- They stopped uh, telling guys. They, they forced guys to stop playing with their nuts four or five times, and now they're only playing one or two times. So they get the ball out, right? Do that for the NBA. Stop wasting my time and ruining a game. It was a great game, back and forth. Despite calling the Toronto Raptors whatever I call them, that's just, just competitiveness. I'm just That's how it is. But they played very well. They were making every shot. And that's the point. It was a great game destroyed by stupid reviews from a stupid league that's destroying everything in, in terms of integrity of this game. The guy can't even shift the ball without it being a technical. Okay? If somebody's space is like this, what do you want him to do with his arms? And that was a call that went our way. But I'm trying to give it integrity. It's a waste of time. You wasted 10 minutes on that stupid call when it was an accident. And I said, his bloody mouth. You know how many times I've had that happen when I was a kid? I didn't go on the ground from my recollection like I got shot by a 12-gauge. Why are these guys on the ground for 10 minutes? They get hit. And LeBron is a big problem with that too. Like, get the hell up! Everybody wasting time. And that's y'all don't know me, there is one, two, and three. One, two, and three. Pet peeve. Wasting my mother freaking time. And tonight, you wasted my time. I mean, you, it's been going on, but it blew up tonight. There's a lot of reasons why. This goddamn throat's been driving me nuts. 
the whole thing this last few days being sick has been driving me nuts. And I just kind of all compounded tonight. But I'm just tired of this wasting of time because I, I'm, I'm being forced to watch this and it's bothering me. I have to watch these games. Number one, I love the Lakers. The other, I have a freaking show. We have a freaking show to do. And is anyone going to say anything? No. No, they're going to say something about the refs. Well, go talk to your commissioner. Stop talking to the moron who works for Toronto, whatever the hell your newspaper is. That guy is irrelevant. So are their announcers. By the way, where did they find their announcers? In, 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 the, in the lake? Frozen? Did they thaw them out? I couldn't tell if I was listening to some kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, Houdini circus act or whether I was listening to basketball. Worst thing you can listen to during a game is a homer announcer. They teach you that in broadcasting school. You know why I know? Because I went to goddamn broadcasting school. You don't do that. So where do they find these morons? I have to mute that damn thing, too. Finally turn on the TV, my own TV. And I have to listen to Bill McDonald scream like a girl 10 times during the game, which I guess I, I, I can deal with because, you know, I'm a Laker fan. You know, it is what it is. Once again, it is the Lakers winning 132 to 131. Uh, actually, John, well, let me ask you this. Uh, bringing in Darren's comment, and we really appreciate any super chat. It really helps us out here at the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, he says not to change the conversation, guys, but after tonight, I hope Siakam gets traded to the East. Uh, solid game from him, but Siakam, he's got, I mean, he doesn't stretch the floor very well. Gets um, traded to the East? Yeah, he said he hopes he gets traded east because he's been talked about mainly with West Coast teams. For instance, like the Golden State Warriors, uh, there's no really way that the Phoenix could get him, you know, because they're so messed up. But Golden State does have the assets to go ahead and trade for him. There's also talk about uh, Minnesota. I've also heard talk about Oklahoma City. Uh, your thoughts on Siakam, because he is a free agent at the end of the season. There is much speculation on whether or not he will stay with Toronto. In fact, he his name will probably be one of the most mentioned leading up to the trade deadline. Yeah, honestly, to be real, um, when the whole trade with New York and the Raptors happened, I was I, I was shook that the Raptors uh, even let go of um of a of a young player and OG Ananobi because I was so sure that they were going to get rid of Pascal. Right, Pascal doesn't really even fit the timeline. This team isn't really competing now. This team is looking for the future with Scotty Barnes, Grady Dig, now with RJ, now with Emmanuel Quickly, and um, OG Anobi fit that timeline. Scotty um, Pascal Siakam was the only one, I believe he's like 29, about to be 30, who didn't really fit the timeline of the rebuild. And I feel like he's also one of them players that, uh, you know, not as a not as a one option or a two option, but a three option on a championship team. He could be the difference maker. He could help a team get over the edge and. A team that I've actually talked about a lot on my on my Clutch Talk channel um, about pa uh, going Pascal Siakam potentially going to is actually the 76ers. You know, can you can you can you imagine if instead of uh, Tobias Harris, you you slide in a player like Pascal Siakam in there? I think that that could definitely give him um, give him a give him a bump. And at at this point, the way Joel Embiid is playing, you got to you know maximize that championship window and try to go all in to to give Joel Embiid a championship, to reward him for this. Um, he put up an MVP season last season, and now he's doing even better. So uh, for, for for Pascal, yeah, I have heard of some links for, like, the Warriors or whatnot, but 
Um, for me personally, I think best place for him would be uh, would be the 76er. I think he'd fit right in, allow to allow even Tobias to be able to come off the bench. Um, but tonight, like how you mentioned, solid 25 point game. Uh, just don't think he's. I just don't think he's really in the future of the, uh, of of this team um, because they're young, they're rebuilding, and the amount of capital or the amount of pieces you can get, just assets you can get for a player like Pascal, could do you dividends uh, for this rebuild period. Once again, the Lakers do win one thirty two to one thirty one. We will be back, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to some more great conversations, and of course Thursday our pregame during the game, the, the simulcast on playback, and of course postgame as well. Joe, I know you've got it out. I truly appreciate you getting it out today. I know you had to get a lot off your chest, especially after all the stuff that was going down with the refs and the reviews and all that. Uh, but any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? No. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's what I thought, but I do appreciate you getting it out. He was a great part of what we did on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Our simulcast, which went to all of our outlets. Truly appreciate everybody that got a chance to watch it. Uh, John, what's coming up for you on Lakers corner, my friend? Uh, man, I'm keep dropping uh, Lakers, all, all type of Lakers content, covering Lakers news, Lakers games, uh, just making all different Lakers videos. I'm actually um, working on a video in the background for some, some targets for the Lakers, man. So if you guys want to check out even more Lakers content than you guys get here at the fast break, please do go check out Lakers Corner on YouTube. And then if you want just some NBA coverage, uh, some full NBA content, check out my other page. It's called Clutch Talk. That's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And um, as always, appreciate you guys for uh, the invitation and love this platform. This best post-game show around the world, baby. We try. We try. In fact, you know, uh, we had – so many you know people out there new people from australia i've seen recently from puerto rico uh, i've seen trinidad tobago recently just so many various places around the world just truly cannot thank everyone for being a part of what we're doing here truly appreciate it alfred esmond a guy who was our orlando magic expert he wants to stop by and talk nba at the eastern conference and all that he'll be by tomorrow so definitely looking forward to lining something up with him and Maybe Magic will be able, as he talked about, be able to walk the dog and proudly show off his Lakers jacket while doing so and rubbing it in the faces of the people of Toronto tomorrow like he said he was going to. So looking forward to hearing his thoughts on that. Hopefully he'll join us tomorrow. But Joe, again, hopefully get that voice better. Those rants don't help you, my friend. As long as the refs keep on doing what you're going to be doing, man, it makes it tough to get your voice back with all that those. 15 minutes well, it's the constant you know figurative hitting the your head on the wall from everyone let's just like take a look at the everybody replay wants something fixed minutes. everybody's mad about things yet they don't go fix it okay now i gotta hear about darko being mad about what oh the free throw advantage is what yeah well off welcome about. to the nb and 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 nfa at this point national f association <laughs> With an ERS at the end. Go talk to them. Talk to them. Well, let me Adam ask you Silver. Get your it, union people. Go talk to them. If what if it was the other way around? Would Darvin Ham be at the podium? I don't give yelling a shit about Darvin Ham. I'm talking about this thing needs to get done. They need to get together and go fix this problem. Okay? You want Darvin Ham to go do something? He doesn't even do anything when he's on the court. 
You want him to go do something after when the game's over? Yeah, it's. It, I'm tired of this product. It's trash. Stop with the 15-minute replays. Make a decision. You remember training day? Make a decision. Make a decision. The game should not be three hours long when it's a regular season game in regulation. It ruins the game. That's why people are not watching. Not a tournament so that Darvin Ham can use it as an excuse when his team sucks nuts afterwards for a week. (laughs) Nothing. This is all a buildup from all this BS. It's a constant BS. Why do you think people drink coffee by the gallons? Why do you think they're off doing things that they shouldn't be doing because they get frustrated? Me, I get loud. I yell. Well, Dante described it best because he's on the East Coast. Him, I believe Doobie, of course, Sean, you know, so many others. They're trying to check out the game. But when the game starts at 1030 their time, it ends at what, 1, 130 their time? How do you expect them to continuously watch this product, especially with all those delays? They care about their advertisers, right? Is that all they care about? Yep. Do they care about people on the East Coast, whether they're watching the Lakers? No. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how I know. I was in New York years ago at the ESPN place, which which was trash. Worst restaurant you could ever eat at is ESPN. I'm there. This is New York. I'm in Time Mother Effin' Square, right? My whole life. All I hear about Times Square, the lights, it's New York, the place that never sleeps, all this BS, right? All of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I'm enjoying a cocktail and watching the first half of the Lakers playing the Golden State Warriors. All of a sudden, I start looking at everybody. I'm like, right at halftime, I'm like, what's going on here? Oh, we're closing. I'm like, what? I go, there's half a game left. Oh, we close at at midnight. Care about you? They don't care about the Lakers. They don't look at nothing, man. ESPN, NBA. <laughs> These people can watch you burn right in front of their buildings, and they wouldn't give two craps about you. The fact that we give them this much attention, I think that's the other part of the anger. But it is what it is. I love this show. I love the Lakers. So they got me by the freaking balls. What can I do? What and can they know you do? Same here, my friend. Same here. But once again, the Lakers do win 132 to 131. Please check check out John's great channels, Clutch Talk and Lakers Corner, Joe Soros, Oxide 247. Give him a shout out at Lakers Ball and please support him at Simblade. Simblade. I need to go Atlanta. work out. Yes. You go work out indeed, my go, friend. Go my step mail real quick. <laughs> Before I go and take a shower and go to bed. Burn out that frustration indeed. But once again, the Lakers do win 132 to 131. We'll be back tomorrow trying to see if I can get Alfred Esmond on. He's been asking to come back on. He loves this audience. He comes on actually in our chat from time to time. He wants to go ahead and talk NBA, Eastern Conference, and some Lakers as well. And we'll do that tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break.